Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of Cold Coffee and Conversation. My name is Carl. And I'm Holly. I'd like to welcome you to another exciting edition of Cold Coffee and Conversation. How are you doing today, Holly? Well, you know, I'm hanging in there, Carl. Ah, hanging in. And I'm trudging through. Oh, okay. Is it trudging? No, wrong word of your verbiage. Whatever, it doesn't matter. I'm in a fantastic mood. We like to say, once again, we want to thank all of our cultonites out there who are listening, who are sharing, who are leaving feedback, who are just, just a fan of what we do, because you know what? It fuels us to do more, and we hope that you're enjoying it. We hope you enjoyed our last episode of the Branch Davidian. Yes. Yes, it's, it's, we're coming to the point now where it's going to get a little ugly. But before we do that, we have a couple things we want to continue to remind yourself, guys. This is as our... Is that we are just normal, standard people. We do not hold degrees in philosophy or anything like that. We just do this for entertainment purposes. We do enjoy what we do. We love what we do. And, you know, if you don't like it, I don't know how you can't like it. This is beautiful stuff. <laughs> okay, Carl. Anyway, we want to hear from you guys. We want those five stars. We need those five stars. We want to climb up the ladder. Of the genre that we are in, which is Holly. What genre are we in again? Society and culture. Ooh, let's dominate society and culture. Let's do this, folks. But in order to do that, of course, we need feedback. We need five stars. Now let's talk about our feedback. Some of you guys have been doing it. Once again, we want to say thank you for that. Of course, the Facebook fan page at Colts Coffee and Conversation. We're also on Instagram at Colts Coffee Convo. We're on Twitter at Colts Coffee Con 1. That's Colts Coffee Con 1. And then we have our wonderful email address at coltscoffeeconvo at gmail.com. And, of course, we do have our voicemail message. Holly, take it away. Yes, you can record a voice memo on your smartphone and send it off to coltscoffeeconvo at gmail.com. Beautiful. Okay, before we get into our conversation about colts, we must get into our coffee. That's right. The fuel that gives us the desire to do this. Holly, what are you having today? Well, it is finally that time of the year, pumpkin spice mm, time. Yes, it is, where the leaves turn a foliage. Yes. Yes. I just noticed today that there are leaves in my pool, and I'm like, how dare they? Because <laughs> they were big. And I'm like, wait a second. Then I saw, oh, they're, they're actually, some of them are falling. Beautiful. But... Anyway, yes. I had a suggestion from a barista. Okay. And she said her favorite drink was the it's the pumpkin spice chai latte. Mhm. And so I took her up on it. And how did you, how was it? It was wonderful. Ah, yes, a new favorite fall. Fall favorite. Yes, it was pretty strong, too. Delightful. Maybe I'll probably have that tomorrow. I didn't experiment. I Decided to take the delicious vanilla flat white, and I have them put pumpkin Ooh, in is it. Is it good? It's the actually pumpkin, what is it? The pumpkin juice or no. whatever they call it. <laughs> sauce? Pumpkin sauce, yes. It still sounds weird. Pumpkin sauce. But it's called pumpkin sauce. Okay. But yeah, I haven't put two pumps in it, and it wasn't that bad. It probably would have been better if it had one because it was really sweet. Okay. But still, it was very, 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 very good. Mm. So that's something. But I, I enjoy it. So it's delicious. It makes me feel good, and that's what it's all Do about. Do you wear your Uggs and your uh, your uh, little uh, white um, sweater? 
What? Not exactly a white sweater. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. First of all, men don't wear UGG boots. Okay. (laughs) Okay. They don't make them for men? They do make them for men. But men don't wear UGG boots. Okay. If you do have a pair of UGG boots, you wear them in the house, that's okay. But if you're going out wearing UGG boots, first of all, you better make sure you have jeans that cover those UGG boots. Now, if you're walking around, <laughs> you know where I'm going with this. If you are walking around with UGG boots, especially, and they, uh, by the way, men, the sandals are fine. We'll let you slide. Maybe the low tops, pushing it. But if you got them three quarters, you know what I'm talking about, that go past the, past the ankle, and you're walking around and you got your pants tucked in. I don't think so, huh? I will say something. <laughs> I will say something. Because you better, I'm going to say something. If you are an, uh, an axe-wielding, wood-chopping male, you do not wear Ugg boots that are not covered. And if you are determined to wear, that's just me. I'm just saying. And if guys, if you do, I don't know what to tell. Okay, I guess I better return the Ugg boots I bought you for Christmas. Please do, because I will not wear them unless they're in the house. <laughs> you think I am Tom Brady? I ain't that pretty. I'm handsome. All right. Where were we? Ah. So we need to continue yes. on with the Branch Davidian. Badge comes to the Branch Carmel. Davidian of Mount Carmel in their plush, luxurious uh, compound, which is not really luxurious or plush, but it is effective. Um, yeah. So they got the, just real quick recap. They got it back from the government. They paid the taxes on the land. They were able to get in. Right. Yes. Okay. But there's a lot more to it. Uh, tons more to it. So the last episode, you can go ahead and listen. Yes, please do. And, of course, give us those five stars. We want those five stars. All righty. Okay. Now, we're going to talk about, we're going to get to the point where, once again, guys, we want to make sure that everyone is aware that this is a, the graphic part, I would say, of the... Uh, yeah, it's not a very pretty picture. It's yeah. not a pretty picture, so we're just kind of reminding you, some of you guys are sensitive, or if you have younger... Younglings running around, probably not a good podcast to listen to while you're folding your laundry or washing your dishes. Okay, but if you're working on the gym, fine. Okay, so the days leading up to the raid, we're going to get to that part, okay? Now, there was a newspaper article in the Waco Tribune Herald. Now, it was titled The Sinful Messiah. Now, this was uh, accusing David Koresh of abusing underage girls and of statutory rape. Yes, this article was supposed to be published at the beginning of February in 1993. Mm -hmm. But instead, uh, because the upcoming raid, the ATF asked the Waco Tribune Herald to hold off on this, okay? Mm -hmm. And it it had been three weeks. They were getting a little antsy. They ran it anyway, a few days before the raid actually happened. Mm. Okay, so... Of course, that was coming out, and then, uh, and as we all know, that the the Branch Davidian were stockpiling weapons, and what they were doing with those weapons, they were modifying them illegally. Of course, there's the incident where the UPS driver. This is where kind of a domino start to fall here, as the UPS driver was de- the, the delivery man. He found, uh, I guess, one of the boxes fell down or fell off the rack or something, or he dropped it, and there was uh, blank grenade casings, uh, along with black powder and firearms. Uh, they all fell out of the, the package 
that he was delivering, and of course he reported it to the local sheriff's department. Yes. Now, one note about that, stockpiling weapons mm-hmm. is kind of an inflammatory word because right. you know what? Uh, you're allowed to stockpile weapons and in the United States. And this is Texas. This is Texas, But too. in the United States, you yeah. may do it. And they had a licensed gun dealer in the group. Right. And they sold guns at local gun shows in a business, a retail business called the Mag Bag. Right. And this is partly to support themselves. Of course. Okay. So stockpiling weapons is actually just having inventory. <laughs> right. Okay. Of course. Now, of course, now also during this time, the ATF... They actually set up a surveillance in a house across from the compound. Now, that's the infamous, uh, if you remember this incident where they had the, the, the view of, the, of seeing like pretty much the, the bird's eye view of everything that's going on, that was over at that, that house. Now, also, they not only were doing the surveillance, they actually decided to put an undercover agent. Now, his name was Robert Rodriguez. He was befriended by David now, also, the thing you guys need to understand is that David did know he was an undercover officer. Yes, because the cover was that they were college students, mm-hmm. and they were renting this house across the road from Mount Carmel. Right. But they knew they weren't because they were all in their 30s. Mm-hmm. They didn't have the right furniture. They were there during the day when they should have been students. You know, it was pretty obvious. Right. Okay, and so they finally obtained an arrest warrant, they mean the ATF, for Koresh and others for the illegal firearms. Yes, because they really were modifying these firearms. So they were doing an illegal activity at that point. Okay, so now also the, uh, well, there's a, there's a certain thing that if you notice that the ATF, of course, they didn't do you know, if you, if you remember the footage, they were not by themselves. The ATF didn't do this all by themselves. They also had military support. Now, the ATF, they accused the Davidians of manufacturing meth, which was not true. If you listen to the previous podcast, you'll find out what happened to that that lab that was discovered there when they got the property back. Yeah, but it wasn't theirs. No, it wasn't there. Now, this was part of the uh, War on Drugs, which we all are familiar with, uh, initiative passed by the federal government in prior years. They wanted to do, the ATF wanted that extra support, mm-hmm. so that they threw that in there. And because of that, that's when they were able to get the military support. Right. Now, and another thing, too, guys, we need to understand, there's another incident that happened previous with the ATF that really went bad, very sour. And that was the incident uh, from the Ruby Ridge incident, if you want to. That, yes, the Ruby Ridge incident. Now, if mm-hmm. you don't know the Ruby Ridge incident... You want to talk about the Ruby Ridge incident a little bit? Well, we're going to do that on the wrap-up show. Okay, so we'll, we'll cover it a little bit clearer, but just kind of keep that in your mind, guys, about Ruby Ridge. Also, uh, they needed to show that, you know, a successful something, you know, so they could still obtain uh, additional funds from Congress. Yes. Now, the training uh, for Operation Showtime, that's what it be, what was being called, uh, was carried out at Fort Hood. Now, which is a military base. Yes, which is a military base. Now, the element of surprise was utmost importance in order for this to be successful. Now, here's a little twist here. Unfortunately, a member of the media, not knowing, knowingly, tipped the Branch Davidian off. Okay, so let's talk about February 28, 1993. That's the actual day of the yes, raid. Yes, this is the day of the raid. Mm-hmm. 
Now, while uh, looking for Mount Carmel, a reporter asked, well, he was looking for it. A reporter asked a mail carrier, a mailman, uh, where Mount Carmel was and what was going to happen. Because, obviously, while you're looking for Mount Carmel, that's usually the auto- automatic question. They said because they, they were going to get raided. Now, the mail carrier was a Branch Davidian and rushed back to Mount Carmel to warn David. This guy ended up being his brother-in-law, correct? Yes. Yeah. Now, Robert Rodriguez was in the main house when the warning was given. Now, David told Robert that he knew he was a plant, shook his hand, and said good luck, and allowed him to leave. So that's, that's nice. Um, the Branch Davidians to this day believe Rodriguez was almost, a com- was almost converted, but Rodriguez said that he couldn't stand David and was just playing a role. He was just doing his job. Okay. Now, as the Davidians were getting ready for the raid, so were, of course, the ATF. Now, Rodriguez told the man in, that was in charge to abort the raid because the element of surprise was lost. But you know what? The ATF, you know, they moved it, moved it up an hour and a half earlier so they could commit to the operation. Now, the ATF deployed the agents. Now, they're dressed in SWAT-style tactical gear in between two cattle tra- trailers driven to the compound area. Of course, no one was outside. Basically, they were walking into an ambush. Well, those cattle trailers, they were just barely covered. Okay, there was two cattle trailers and two trucks, and they drove up in there. Well, no one was outside. Why do you think, Carl? Because they already knew they were coming. Yeah. It gave time for the Davidians to start their defenses. Right. So that wasn't a very, to me, very... Well, they, they, I mean, once again, the ATF were already aware, hey, Rodriguez told them, they're coming. They know you're coming, right? Yeah, but they didn't want to listen to him. They didn't want to listen to him. So this is, this is part of the, I'm going to say it, stupidity of the ATF at this point. They know you're coming. What are you doing? Yeah, they were very. You're uh, picking a fight now. Yes. Okay, exactly. Okay. So the Amelia, now this is something that really kind of annoys me because I'm in. I'm an avid dog lover. Yes. You know, they mm-hmm. immediately shot all the dogs. Uh, one was called a fawn, which I don't know what that is, and an Alaskan mamatoot, uh, and four of her pups. So fawn was the name of the dog. Oh, okay, okay, okay. okay. And she had puppies. Ah. And she was an Alaskan Malamute. Malamute. I, yeah. So it wasn't like a pit bull or anything. Right. And they were in a large area penned off. Right. So you hear well, the, the, the agents are getting out of these cattle cars. They're coming up. You hear pop, 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 right? Well, they already know. Well, uh, once again, they, they've been, ATF have been told they know you're coming. Okay, but wait. So you hear pop. You're inside. You hear pop, 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 five, right? Right. Like all the dogs. Right. Okay. And then what happens? You know, Koresh opens the front door to try to talk to them. And, of course, he told his followers not to take any action and to let him handle it. You know, he hold the agents there. Uh, now, there are women. And he informed them that there are women and children here. Yes. And the ATF agent shouted, police, search, warrant. Or actually, <laughs> police, search, warrant. Right. Okay. And of course, Koresh just slams the door on him, right? But I'm wondering, because they heard the pop, 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 and the, at the possibly at the same time they're hearing police search warrant right so, so go if they're doing a police yeah. search warrant why are you shooting the dog thank you 
I'm with you on this. Okay, good. Go ahead. Okay, so now, of course, there's controversy. Of course there's controversy on who shot first. Now, this has always been, and I'm very familiar with this, is that it was at the branch of Indians with ATF agents. Each side has uh, uh, says that the other did. Okay, so we're going to talk about this later on in the next uh, wrap-up show. Right. Okay, so now we have, of course, the helicopters. Now, the helicopters were overhead uh, for uh, distraction and and they were they took gunfire. Now, a 17-year-old Branch Davidian was in one of the silos. Now, he was scraping rust from uh, scraping rust, and he climbed on top to see what what was going on. Right, because obviously he's in a he's inside a silo. Um, he was shot uh, by one of the uh, circling helicopters, and now he ends up falling. His body ends up falling on top of a roof, and it was there for about five days. Yes, but he was unarmed. Of course, of course he was. Okay, now and, and and notice that he was shot by one of the helicopters. This is important for later. Right, okay, so Koresh took a bullet also. He got shot. Now the bullets were flying back and forth. Now the women and children were on the floor trying to avoid getting shot. Now, there's a, the documentary that we were watching to kind of help this. They actually have the Branch Davidians. They had video cameras recording this. Yes. And you can hear, you can see kids literally diving for the floor while you see bullets literally coming through the walls. Yes. So it's really, it's really scary. It's very, very, very sad. Now, now, of course, here's the infamous picture of the ATF agents putting up that ladder on top of the building of the roof. And now, if you guys remember, the, this is basically, they kept the camera at this one spot. Yes. They kept the camera there. Now, of course, you know, uh, they attempted to enter the second story window. Of course, what happened? They were greeted with gunfire. Well, yes, because you have uh, people shooting at you, and they're coming up on the roof, and they're smashing in the windows. Right. They're attacking you. Yeah. Okay, so what are you thinking? You have a bunch this of is, ammunition and guns there. You're going to You're going to use it. Yeah, no, this is, this is clearly a self-defense. Because, once again, if you have a warrant to search the property, okay, why are you coming in with all this stuff? This, exactly. This this makes no sense. Why are you breaking into things? If if it's a legitimate warrant, then why would David Crush slam the door on on them? Well, I think because he felt they were shooting at him. Fair enough, I guess. Okay. Well, I know we can go on about. Yeah. It, okay. Well, well, don't go down the rabbit hole. All I right. Know. Okay. Um. So anyway, so of course, you know, they're great with gunfire now. Of course, panicking inside of the building, the Davidians are shooting back, and of course, a lot of people get killed. Now, four ATF agents, they're killed. Now, there's that one scene where the guy ends up dying on the roof, which we all saw. Yeah. It was live. They were shooting this live. And um, they were killed that day, the first day. And, then, of course, 15 people were wounded. Well, those are the ATFs were wounded. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The ATFs. And I think there was about six Branch Davidians inside the house that were killed. Yes. it was. Th no winners or losers on this. There really wasn't. Now, after about two hours, a truce was called. You were like two hours of a gunfight? That's yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, remember we talked about the SLA gunfight. Yes. Um, and that was a the real long time, too. Yeah. But well, we're talking paramilitary people now. These guys are professionally trained people coming in. Yeah. It's it's crazy. And why did they uh, call a truce, Carl? Because the agents were out of ammunition? Yeah. Mm -hmm. They just ran out. That's a lot of bullets. Yeah, but that meant that the Davidians still had more to go. Right. So, you know, the ATF took their dead and injured. You know, they ate, uh, uh, you know, they took them out. And there, there's that infamous scene where, you once again, this is one of the first 
tragedies that were literally covered live television. Yes. I don't recall anything else prior to this. Well, Ruby Ridge, maybe. No. No. I don't think so. It wasn't live. It was all aftermath. I think footage. so, but we're gonna we're we'll gonna go down that road. Yeah, we'll yeah, go down the road. We're gonna tie that in. Okay. We have a lot of promises to keep, don't you think? Yeah. <laughs> For our who's cult making tonight's? the promises? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Me. <laughs> you. That's fine. That's fine. No worries. Um, but yeah, no. Um, of course we have the the opportunity to see the you know, there's a there's a soldier hanging on uh a being that unfortunately passed lost his life passed away. Um, there was on the back of a truck bed, and there's a couple of people carrying the bodies as well. So it's really, really graphic for especially that year. This is internet still newish. Well, it's 1993, Three. so we're, we're watching cable TV, CNN, and remember that's 24 hours a day. CNN did a real good job back then of doing these kind of coverages. Yeah, they did. They did. So, of course, uh, um, the agents were in shock and, of course, in grief. Now, three Davidians who were not in the main building. Uh, they were working on cars elsewhere on the property. They tried to get back to the main building. Yeah, they tried to get back to the main building, back to their families. And so the story goes, the agents say that they were shooting at the agents, and the agents shot back and killed them. Right. Okay. I don't know if they killed all of them, but they did kill one. Mm -hmm. Okay. His name is Michael Schroeder. Mm -hmm. The controversy about that is when other people found Michael, he was shot in the back, and he had a full-on, you know, shot to point blank range, point blank right? Yeah, to the head. So he could have been shooting at them. We don't know. But it looks like an execution. It does. Mm. So the Davidians were warned by David Koresh before this. Now, you know, Babylon, the U.S. government would come and kill them, and this was their end. So this was their whole. Yeah, it's culminating to this point where now Babylon's come against them. Now it's. It's our fate. It's time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's time. So this is what begins the 51-day standoff. Now, this is, once again, excuse me, was covered 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I remember. 51 days. 51 yeah. days. This this was a grind. This was like the OJ trial, but <laughs> yeah. but better, if, I, if that's even a good word to use. But it was more interesting because OJ trial was similar but different as far as coverage goes. We're talking about, you know, the back and forth of just this is a group that if this uh, you, you heard the debates on the television. Why is the ATF? Why did they come in so strong? If they had a legitimate warrant, why didn't they serve it? Blah, blah, blah. I remember this. This I do remember very, very well. Why didn't they serve it when he was in town? That's a good point. That's a good he point. He went every Tuesday to go every grocery Everybody shopping. knew his pattern. Yeah, he had his own Camaro, and they sh so showed Everybody him knew who he was. Uh, riding around there in that black Camaro. Yep, and there was the like, Harley hey, there's that, yeah, there, there's that uh, rock and roll Jesus. Yeah. You know, so let's talk about what happened between the 51 days until the last day. This is where it kind of gets weird. You know, the FBI, of course, takes over the operation. Yeah, they had to. They actually had to because they saw what a mess the ATF uh, started. Hmm. Tanks are brought in. With other military equipment. Right. And the FBI negotiates with Koresh to play an audio tape on nationwide radio of a message from Koresh. And then he says he will come out after it's played. But, unfortunately, David Koresh reneges on that promise, mm. saying God told him to wait. Wow. Ah. 
So they were very unhappy, the FBI. What do you mean God told you to wait? They didn't believe he was talking to God. They didn't believe any of this. And they kept saying throughout that he is just talking Bible babble. Right. And, of course, all this has been recorded, and it's all public knowledge. Well, at the time, they did record all of the negotiations yes. with him. Mm -hmm. They did not release this until years and years later. Right. Okay. Um, so... Now, the children were sent out. Yeah. Some without their parents. Right. Now, can you imagine sending your kids out and not going with them? Yeah, that's weird. Well, the one lady said it was she had to do what she believed God wanted her to do. Right. Well, you got to be, you know, you got to take care of your children. No, she didn't. Well, yes, she did. She sent them out. She sent them out, yeah. But, of course, you know, David had children. He had, what, 23 of them, right? Yes, but he did not send his uh, of out. Of course he didn't. Now, this is where they get a little strange with the tactics of what the FBI did. Um, we have uh, the the power, the power cut off on March 9th. So, you got to remember, guy, make sure you guys have, your, guys have your dates, dates correctly. Because remember this, the the raid happened on February twenty eighth. Yes, that was the last day of February. Last day of February, leap year. No, 29th is leap year. Yes. Never mind. <laughs> okay. So yeah, so so you got about nine days. They had power. You know, they cut it off, and then it was restored for a short time. But then the next day, the electricity was cut off permanently. Now, when was the last day? April nineteenth. So you got a big, huge gap in here, guys, of when they had literally had. No utilities. Okay. Now, the the electricity itself was cut off permanently, and this was approved by who? The great Janet Reno. Yeah, but she was newly sworn in. Yes, she was the just new. Just a few days just before Just a few days that. before, yeah, the age. Imagine your, your first issue or your first major thing. It's not only televised, it's this. And she was the attorney general under President Bill Clinton. Right, but wasn't she also the attorney for the Twinkie defense? No. Or am I thinking of a different politician? Probably. Think of a different politician. All right. Wasn't she a judge? She wasn't a, no, I don't think so. I might have these people mixed up. There's a lady that looks just, oh, no, I'm thinking of Diane Feinstein. Never mind. Okay. Back to focus, Carol. All right, here we go. So, yeah, so the reasons was going to be cold, and it would make them want to come out. But, of course, they were cold and freezing, but, they, of course, they never did come out. Now, the water is cut off. Now, they survived off of rainwater. So, this is kind of, like, weird. So, I'm just saying the more uncomfortable it became, right. the more they hunkered down on it. Yeah. So, there was people who were, um, let's say... They were experts on different beliefs. They weren't cult experts to that point. Right. But they had theology and they knew about the mindset of certain groups. And these are the end days type. Um, how, what's that word again? I can't say. Theolo theology? No, it's the um, apocalypse type people. Oh. Um, Apocryphal? No. What is it? <laughs> you think of the apocrypha. Um, it is the apocalyptic. Yes, those people. Yeah. So they were experts on this kind of thing, and they came from Dallas, and they were trying to talk to the FBI to let them, you know, get some inside and to try to work with them. Yeah, because you're pretty much, you're pretty much uh, uh, feeding the beast on this. Yes, and mm. they wouldn't listen. Of course not. We're the ATF or the FBI. We don't listen to no one. 
Now, here's some interesting things. They decided to um, uh, run a light. Uh, they ran a bunch of lights. Like, they illuminated the whole building, so it always looked like it was daytime. And that was at night. That was at night. Um, they also... <laughs> They announced over the loudspeaker that if anyone comes out, they'll be treated fairly. Now, of course, nine of them did end up coming out. But, you know, as more people triggered out the FBI. Now, this, I remember this clear as day where they began playing the the, the Tibetan chants over the loudspeaker. And also they were playing, uh, uh, this one was very strange, where the rabbits were being slaughtered. That was weird. Well, that's because it, it sounds like screaming babies. Yeah. That's ugh, yeah, ugh. it's pretty gross. Okay? Yeah, and then it, it's weird tactics. And then Nancy Sinatra's these boots are these boots are made for walking song. I mean, I I enjoy the song, but I can see over time it can get annoying. Well, they were feeling that if they disrupted their sleep, right, um, that they would uh, cave in to to get coming out, but it's not working. No, of course not, because this is what they've been trained for. Now, David Koresh's grandmother comes with her attorney to see if she can talk him out of what he what's going on. Now, the FBI, they denied her that request. The attorney overhears one of the agents say, I hope she has told him goodbye. Their attitude was they were going to get revenge on David Koresh for killing and wounding their friends. And if they had to kill all of them, that was okay. Mm. Now, the final person to come out was Livingston Fagan. Now, he was sent out by David to tell the world, through the media, of course, the importance of the Seven Seals. Remember, that was their... Yes, but unfortunately for uh, Livingston Fagan, he was immediately arrested. Right. He was pretty much shut up into jail. Mm. He wasn't allowed media. Mm. He did not get the message out at all. Of course not. Okay. So, yeah, so David was writing his Seven Seals message, and, of course, he promised to come out after it was complete. Now, of course, the FBI and the White House agreed uh, to ending the standoff before the completion of the Seven Seals message, though this was a stalling tactic on David Koresh's part. Well, right. Now, the problem with that is, and, and I can see where they felt it was a stalling tactic, because mm -hmm. he's already promised that one time, yes. get out the message through the radio, they do it. It was a big rigmarole right. that we didn't go into, Right. but he did get that, and then he said, no, God told me to wait. Right. So now, he's saying, hey, I want to do these seven seals. Yeah, they gave you your shot, and, and you blew it. And we're talking 50 days already. Yeah, at this point, the, the everybody's just, tired. Yeah, they're very tired. Oh, and by the way, at this point, Carl, there's 799... I I want to call them military, but but it's FBI and ATF. A combination of federal federal, federal agents. state agencies, right. sheriffs. Right. Yeah. That's that a are, lot. That's a, and they've been there a long time. Yeah, it's a, it's an abundance okay. of manpower. Yeah. So they just uh, wanted it to be over with, and now public opinion now. I don't think we talked about this, so I'll just say it over a little bit. No, that's fine. Let's talk about that. Oh, yeah. The little bit was that they wanted the press to to help them out. Of course. Now, the, the actual view that we had from the camera 
for all those days was two miles away. Right. And the press was held back. They weren't able to go in there, even though the Davidians put out signs, help us, we need the press. Yes, I do remember that. Now, the FBI did give them a video camera to uh, interview each one of them, tell them the story, and they did that. Right. They did a lot of taping. Now, guess what? Those tapes never were aired until, like, decade. I don't know when exactly. Right. But it, it may have been during the c congressional hearings in 1999. Hmm. But that would have been six years later. Right. But they weren't ever aired because the FBI felt that it would humanize these people and that the public uh, would turn into sympathy for them. Well, you know, this is where the opinion, well, it was already starting to form, but that they, that even if they have the law on their side, they're still gangsters. Well, the FBI definitely did do these press conferences, okay? Right. And they would use inflammatory words like cult, okay? They would use bunker. Right. They would use compound. Yeah. They would use, um, you know, a, a madman. Yeah. Uh, all these things. Yeah. And they would mock him, saying, oh, he thinks he's talking to God and he's not. Right. This kind of thing, very inflammatory. Very arrogant. Mm -hmm. Very hubris. Well, they wanted the public on their side. But the thing is, is if you want the public on their side... You still have to treat these people like human beings. No, because they killed four ATF agents. They weren't going to let them off the hook. Of course and not. And this is the psychology of right. it, where the psychology is more of the people on the outside than on the inside. Right. Because the outside people, you know, they were in grief. They were tired. You know, I mean, we can go on and on. Right. And um, they just wanted to win this war. Yeah. Well, now, beca because they already took a big hit with Ruby Ridge. Yeah, and this is the second one, mm -hmm. and it looks like they fumbled it worse than Ruby Ridge. So now, uh, because of the press weren't able to get to the Davidians, right? Only the negotiators, of course. So th it, it ends up that public opinion was saying, "Hey, you know what? I just think we, they should go in, get you know, clear it up, you know, let's just get it over with." Right. So now public opinion is. Let's just get it over with, whatever yeah, means necessary, because they didn't know there was older men and women and babies in there. No, they didn't. They didn't realize that there was, like, at least, well... There's 23 children in there. Well, there's more minimum. than that. Well, no, just oh, saying no, minimum. Oh, yeah, the minimum, because minimum. the because other it's ones David's, came out. Yeah, because David's kids. And all of those were, like, under five. Right. I mean, if you have a whole little preschool, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. And they didn't know that. They didn't know there was sweet people in there. No, they didn't know there was legitimate innocent bystanders. No, all they were demonizing David, and that was it. That now, yeah. we understand that he wasn't a good guy in no. a lot of respects. No, it wasn't. But I'm going to say, let's take him out of that picture. Yeah. Because there were 80 people that yeah. lost their lives. Yeah, take away you know? David. Let's talk about the other 79. Yeah. Who, in their m mind's eye, is that... We're just here doing our thing. We're being the Branch Davidians. Yes. We're just living our lives. And next thing you know, here comes an assault force. Yes. On our land, you know, you're killing our animals. Yes. You know, it's just like, wait a minute, hold the phone for just a second. And, of course, what have they been told their entire lives about Babylon coming? You are literally doing what David's saying what they're doing. So 
they're I don't want to say yeah they're well, programmed it re- it, it they're rein- programmed but it reinforces reinforces their faith. yeah it reinforces their faith like oh my gosh this is actually legitimate this is our time and of course what are they doing they're only doing what they were programmed and taught for years and years and years and all the ATF and the FBI did was just feed the narrative and and did it in such a way to where it made them look really bad. Well, not only that, remember there was six people that died the first day. Right. Okay. Um, of their own people. Yeah. And the thing too is, is that people were watching this shootout and you're kind of like going, you know, even if like you don't know what's going on, the first thing is like, what the heck did these people do? That's the first thing that you're thinking of. Is what did these people do to incite a tank and an armed like hell? Like, yeah, the questions they are raised via public opinion. You're just like, well, what did they do to do to deserve this? They had those helicopters that you'd see over Vietnam. Yeah, the, those Hueys. The, yeah, the Hueys with the gun, the gunships. Yeah, the Huey gunships. And and just j- is this like a cartel thing? What was this a mob? What is this? What is this in the middle of of but, a college okay. town? Another thing is that the press only saw a few glimpses of this. They weren't able to. You know, to get both sides, it was only one side because the government was holding them back. Right, and at at a certain point, I get that part. I get that part, but uh, okay, I have one more thing to say. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. So, one of the very interesting conversations that was recorded with the FBI negotiator mm. and David Koresh, mm. and it really made me upset because. It just reinforced in my mind that they were lying. Right. So they said that the helicopters, okay, uh, they there that was the day one. The right. helicopters were trying to detract right. from the other people coming. Right. The negotiators said, David, they did not have any guns. They did not shoot. Yeah, but you already had that kid who got shot off the silo. Yes. Okay, that's number one. So, so David said, "You are lying. You are lying." You know, and so he said, "No, I'm not. They didn't have. They were just National Guard guys. They didn't have any weapons. They didn't have any guns." And so David challenged them again. Of course. And then they said, "Oh, I meant they didn't have any guns that were uh, attached to the ship." Right. I'm Whatever. sorry to the helicopter. Yeah. Permanently. Yeah, they were not gun. They're not. There were Hueys, but not Huey gunships. Yeah, and then they said, "Oh, but they did have guns with them." Right, like, and they had rifles and and they had pistols. Right, and they were shooting. Of course, but you see how the negotiators trying to tell him, "Oh no, that didn't happen. No, no," and then he really had to press them. Right, and then he admitted to it. Yeah, and it's kind of like are well, you, you're just trying to make it like you're getting technical. It's yeah. like if you're a teenager and you're trying to be technical with your parents, it's it's no. Yeah. Oh no, it's not purple. It's 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 lavender. violet or yeah. lavender. Yeah, it's like it's purple. Come on, for real. So this is just to reinforce what kind of mindset that these negotiators it, it, they would say something and it was a lie. Right. Well, th- yes, it was a lie. And we're going to get into more detail on the next yes, episode. That's when we're really. This is where get we're really going to get into it. I do, you know, this is a little bit of a spoiler. 
on 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 how we're probably going to react to the stuff that we're going to talk Sorry, about. People. No, that's okay. It's fine. It's good because it's 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 it gets really 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 ridiculous, unnecessary, and there's a lot of irrationality on it, and it's just it's it's mind blowing on because you know hey the dust is now settled. It's been how long since this happened? Well, it's been twenty six years. Twenty six years now. So now you know. There's more evidence coming out, and there's you know a lot of stuff piles up to sit there and go. When you really look at it as a whole, you have to really question about their their tactics. Yes. All right. So on that note, guys, we want to say good night, Holly. Good night, Carl.